It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome to the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I'm your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, less as per usual, but more as per usual lately, I guess, um, we have Joshua. Hello. Uh, Aaron is uh, getting ready for uh, some stuff in the morning. He's got some, some doctor appointments in the morning, so it's just kind of a, a day to, to let Aaron rest and prepare, I guess. I don't want to go too far into it, because nobody wants to hear. Uh, but yeah, it's a... Also, the other thing is we don't have a lot to say, Josh. We do not. Uh, there's there's just not a lot of things going on right now because Wisconsin doesn't ha- have a pro hockey team. Uh, NHL playoffs are about to start in a couple weeks. There's like two games left for each team at this point. Yeah. Um, which, you know, Connor McDavid having one of the maybe six best seasons of all time. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the Bruins having the single best season in, in league history in terms of wins. And they still got two games left. They could finish with mm-hmm. 65. It could be crazy. Uh, but yeah, as far as Wisconsin sports goes, though, like we said last week, we closed out all of, well, we closed out women's hockey two weeks ago. Um, there's not a lot else really going on because that's so close. We got, I guess we got baseball. So I don't know. As far as that goes, I guess we're going to get rolling into this, but I'll let you know that you can follow the show on Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. And I know that if you want to, you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. It's a good follow. He's out there picking fights with everybody. So uh, give him a listen. See how it goes. Uh, give him a look. Uh, Josh, you let everybody know what your Twitter account is. At Josh Barnes 66 All right. And with that, we're going to go into the little bit that we do have for this week and uh, get you all caught up on the segment of our show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, for the main event, we're going to start off with Brewers because those games mattered this week. Um, I mean, the Bucks are about to get ready for the playoffs, and it's actually going to be a little bit. So we're going to start with Brewers. Um, we, were, we were excited about getting that start against the Cubs, but the Brewers have continued to do very well. The, the Mets are not a bad team, and the Brewers beat the Mets mm-hmm. three straight. Uh, really, I mean, they didn't give up a run for the first two games. Yeah, it was impressive. They have had three shutouts now. They had three shutouts through seven games, which is the earliest they've ever had their third shutout in team history. And right now they're seven and two. They they get a three a two to one series win over the Cubs, sweep the Mets, and then get a two to one series win at home uh, against. Well, the Mets was also at home, but at home against the Cardinals. Uh, the weird part of this is the next time the Cardinals come to AmFam, I got it right there. I was pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is is not going to be until the end of the year, so that's weird. Yeah, they changed the the scheduling so it's a balanced schedule to affect you know who are going to be the wild card teams more more than it's going to affect anything else. But um, what that's going to mean is the Brewers are going to they played the Cardinals just now. They will play them again in May, and then not again until September. They will have a, a an away series and then a home series, both of which are in like the last two weeks of the season. So that that's weird, right? Like the Brewers yeah. are only going to go to Wrigley one more time this year, and I think it's in September. That's odd. So it's a big change. 
I, I at least I get why they're they're doing that. If if the Brewers could play the Cubs and the Pirates, but by the way, the Pirates six and three right now, second in the division uh, all year long. See why you'd be mad in some other divisions possibly, except for actually the Central's been better than a lot of the other divisions. Um, mm-hmm. But more games against the West too. Yeah. So we'll see how this all goes. Um, biggest thing so far, Woodruff looks like he's he's right where you want him to be. Uh, Peralta's been pretty good. His his location's a little hit or miss at times. Um, Strzelicki, uh had a couple spots in there where he really was hit or miss, and uh, by I mean you know there was going to be a hit or he was going to miss the strike zone. Um, uh, so yeah, there were there were a couple things in there where it didn't go great. I mean. But it's it's the exact opposite. So like last year, this is like you always heard about regressing to the mean. I think the Brewers are now like progressing to the mean uh, because last year, like when there was a game where they had someone, they get a you know bases loaded, the Brewers weren't going to get a hit again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were somehow going to ground into a double play and then you know home in first and then pop up, yeah, or a pop up in the infield and a double play. Something was going to be bad. Uh, but the Brewers have been hitting pretty well with runners in scoring position so far. Yeah, Ben. And they're not just relying on the long ball. I think they're 10th in the league right now in home runs with 12 as a team. Uh, and they're 5th in batting average right now, actually. Yeah, I like I like the amount of singles we've been hitting. Yeah. Uh, it's just getting their eyes, getting their, their hands on the ball, getting it and driving it a little bit. Uh, one of the concerns people had is that uh, Contreras' launch angle is kind of low. Hmm. But, I mean, he's he's been hitting... I could see where it would matter and help you drive a little bit more. He's got good power. He does. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But still, it's like, you know, Yelich finally got a home run. I mean, by finally, I mean it took him to the ninth game to do it. Uh, yeah, that's not. Yeah. In the grand scheme of the season, that's not even. I'm, that's It's fine. <laughs> right. And uh, Adamas is finding his way there. The, the team's been just generally everyone's hitting for the most part. we got a lot of young guys on the team, which makes it. Super exciting, actually. I think very exciting. Um, just because they're having so much fun, and that that helps make the atmosphere great. When you're watching Terang get his first grand slam, which is also his first home run, uh, and you're watching Garrett Mitchell go out there and just he's all over the place. And gosh, that outfield is so fast. Right now, Yelich is the least athletic outfielder we've got out there, starting with Garrett and Weimer and him. And then wait to bring up Char Hill this year. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. One of the biggest problems so far, though, has been Corbin Burns has not been, he hasn't been anything yet. No, he's uh, The team not. has given up, what was it, 16, so 17 total runs now the Brewers, I think, have given up, uh, and, and he's accounting for 10 of them. Yeah, it was, it was bad. So, I don't know. It's, it's too early. It's two games, so they're not going to say anything, but he usually starts off hot. Well, he's fairly hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, like he started two years ago. He started off with the, the longest, was it no walk streak in Major League history to start a season? And so, yeah, this this year he's, I mean, he's getting hit. He's leaving him out. The cutter's not moving enough yet. And I think that'll, that should improve as the season goes on. Uh, that's something he can tweak very easily. And also, I think the warm air will affect that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, home runs in general are way up. But the Brewers have not been hitting more yet. Also, they've been playing inside the Dome and at Wrigley. And they're in Arizona. So who knows if for this. Yeah, this and one. as we're recording. They're, they're gonna, in Arizona. And yeah. we don't know if they have the 
Because it's West Coast and you've got yeah. no <laughs> It's West Coast and we're not going to stay up and give you highlights from that game because I'm not recording that late at night. But we'll see how that goes too. Um, Peralta's been good. Lauer, okay. Um, getting good innings from late from um, Wade Miley has also has been been nice. But the, the back half of the bullpen part has been great so far. Um, I, I don't think, I mean, let's just look at like this last game we were throwing um let's see because we brought in excuse me why i'm pulling things uh williams has been doing fine already uh that 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 uh change up is hitting so far so that's where you needed him uh strzelecki which just throws me off because he should be strzelecki strzelecki but they, they always say it it's always different um so yeah, with Peralta coming in, it's Strelecki uh, pitched. Uh, Milner's look good. Hobie Milner coming in there, uh, giving some good setup, getting uh, Williams the ball in the uh, eighth and ninth there. Uh, Bush came in and gave a little help at one point as well. So I mean, like they've been doing, they've been doing well with some of those guys in the back end uh, in that, in that uh, bullpen. Uh, and how long that lasts? It's always hard to say, I guess. But it's it's nice to see actual production out of that bullpen which i don't know here here's, here's the other thing that leads into is like and, and this is a story that's going to be worth following and it's not done yet but and i almost hesitate to bring it up but like i said Cor- um corbin burns uh over the off season had the big um fight with the team over the arbitration which is a, a stupid pro- process where they make you argue against paying a player uh, in person and to their face, which is dumb. Because why do that? I don't know. Because because then you can get rid of all the people from the small market teams and get them to go to the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Mets. Yeah, that's what they want. Uh, yeah, you you basically have to go tell them the the faults that they have. And they said some things that Corbin Burns that he didn't like, but were accurate. And he didn't like that, and it hurt his feelings. And Twitter is mostly mad at the the ownership because they're always mad at the ownership, which is fair and whatever, I guess. But at the same time, uh, the Brewers paid the largest um, the the largest uh, bonus they've paid to a rookie, Tuchario, when they signed him because they are paying money to go out and get new young talent to constantly replace this roster because they can't keep signing all the free agents. And how many people are mad about Yelich's contract? And he was an MVP. Yeah. Corbin Burns has one, one Cy Young, and if and if it's like this this year, which I'm not saying it will be, it's too early to tell. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying small sample size. I said that right off the bat, but it's the ongoing thing of like, man, if there is a hitch in it, if there's a thing they noticed that they brought up and they said, um, wow, then you know maybe they saved us from complaining in two years about overpaying someone else, like we over complained about overpaying Braun because we did. Overpaying Yelich, which we did, and I mean we, this team has consistently overpaid to keep MVPs and star players and and, and players people love, um, and 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 everybody hates them for it because they always hate that they signed those guys and they then didn't produce better later because then it was stupid of the ownership because they're dumb, and when they don't sign them they're like well then they're they're terrible because they don't actually care about the players and there's no way of winning at that point, but at the same time. We'll look at this and see how it goes. Um, I guess his Burns isn't going to be back next year either way. Yeah. But you would like to see him 
continue to succeed. I'm never rooting against the player to succeed unless, you know, he's on uh, the Cardinals or the Cubs. Yeah, uh, I don't care if he's on the Pirates. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so as far as Burns goes, I, I hope he pulls out of this. I think he will, quite honestly, because I think it's one pitch isn't biting the way that it normally does. And that affects how all of his other pitches are set up. Yeah. So I think that that's going to be the big issue, and I think it's going to change, and I think they're going to grow out of it, and I think this team will be fine. Uh, because if even if the other pitchers fall back, which Woodruff basically is what he should be and Peralta is what he should be, uh, and if we get lose a little bit off that bullpen, uh, but we still can just find a way to hit, we'll be fine. The other concern is, of course, that they'll get a book on some of these young guys pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And then what does that do to affecting this team's hitting? And can they pull through it? Because obviously some players are just you know, good and can hit. Yeah, I think they're going to get the book on Weimer and Terang more than they will on Mitchell because I think they already have some of it Yeah, on Mitchell from last year. Um, so I think we'll see more of a drop from those two than we will mm-hmm. from Mitchell. But I don't even know how big it'll be. Yeah. Well, it's kind of what happened to Hira. People kind of figured out, you know, high heat was killing him. And yeah, he never figured out how to change that or to let it go. And uh, when when he got released this year, because they ran out of options to send him to the minor leagues, nobody picked him up. Mm-hmm. He's just out there. Yeah. So Well, no, the Brewers picked him back up because he cleared waivers. So they got to send him back down to Nashville. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the thing. It's like sometimes they get a book on you and you can't recover. Um, Carlos Delgado very famously was just lit the league on fire. They got a book on him, and then he came back on it. And he's, mm-hmm. he was a fantastic hitter for a long time. But he had to learn a couple of things because he came out doing the things he's always done. They got book on him, and he had to adjust. And then he did. And we'll see if these guys can adjust too. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah. And if not, Chario's going to come up soon anyhow. <laughs> I'm so excited for him. He's, <laughs> he's going to... First Brewer player ever to be the number one uh, prospect in all of baseball. Is he in AAA right now? Yes. Moved us quick, uh, quickly to AAA, so he's he's there now. I think uh, Brewers hey, fans are more excited for a future than we've been in a long time. I I know you don't follow a lot of Brewers fans on Twitter. Um, no, we're mostly sad. Like yeah, they're super always sad. I just yeah. <laughs> it's mostly everything is terrible. We should be winning multiple World Series. Why aren't we? It's only because Atanasio isn't spending more money than the team makes yep. to make me happy. Which makes no sense because, like, brewers make X dollars. They're like, yeah, but the owner has X plus whatever. He should spend the plus whatever. And you're like, mm, the, no, it's a business. But he has to profit from it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, hey, man, you own a shipping company. Your shipping company doesn't get any new new company business, right? No new business is coming in. But you won the lottery. Now, <laughs> if you can't justify that spending any money is actually going to bring anyone else in, why are you spending any of that money on your business? Yeah. You find a reason to say that if I spend this money, there will be more what? Because the answer isn't more TV money, because there won't be. Mm-hmm. There won't be more fans in the seats because we're already a highly rated team in terms of seats. Um, Atanasio has put a lot of money into the ballpark to make it a better experience over the years. His own money, not team money, his own money into the ballpark. And it's a great experience. Miller or, AmFam, Miller Park, from one to the other, it has maintained a great experience. Food prices are among the lowest in the league because he wants to make sure people get to the game and enjoy it. And then all we can do is just crap on him all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> there's no winning for that guy, but I don't know. I just, I don't, I, if the team has money, spend the money. 
But if the team isn't making more money, you don't increase the spending in hopes that, you know, whatever, because the team has been spending money. Like, they, they aren't a bottom-dwelling team in terms of salary. They are not. No. Um, and they rebuilt quickly from the last group. That was really fast for a small market team. Yeah, the turnaround from the collection of guys they had when they had Braun and some of those guys there to replacing them with you know Yelich and Contreras and uh, Mitchell and Terang and you know it's like suddenly it's like quickly turning all that around uh, and did so on a budget and did so quickly and almost seamlessly. They were never not in contention during that time. They just weren't. So that's mm-hmm. I think that 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 rel- that deserves a little bit of applause to be able to maintain a team like that in the market they've got. So, yeah. Unless but, if you're the Yankees where you can just revamp your entire team yeah. in. You can just buy whatever. Yeah. One year. Yeah. All right. Um, the The Bucks played basketball. I mean, a team wearing the Bucks jerseys played basketball. Not the starters. Antic Tecumpo is out there, but it's Thanasis. I keep thinking about Thanasis, and I'm messing up his name now. Antic Tecumpo is out there, but it was Thanasis. So one of them was out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just. Do you see the report where it said that they're like GMs were asked if he'd be on a team if it weren't for Giannis? And he oh, said no. But Thanasis is really valuable on this team because of Giannis. Well, yeah. And he's a good. Everybody who's around him says, wow, he is really a good uh, locker room guy. Uh, he's a big guy on your bench. He gets the team ready. He get. I mean, like. He's not super that energetic. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's not necessary, but he is a glue guy, and he doesn't give you a lot of minutes because he doesn't play much. But you know, he's he's fun and whatever, man. Nobody who is the last guy on your bench is any good in this league, like nobody. Yeah, I mean they're way better than me, and they're way better than any college player right now for the most part. Well, not any, but they're better than most of the guys playing college ball because they're in the league, and most of those guys will never see the league. Uh, but I mean, like. The NBA draft is five guys maybe every year, uh, and then yeah, maybe one guy who surprises you in the like second the, round. Yeah, but it's not. I don't know. Like the the NBA regular season is the worst of the regular seasons, and the and and the reason for that is that just you already know the teams that are trying. You know, like at the beginning of the season, you start off and you're like, well, it's going to be the Bucks, the Celtics. And the Sixers, one of those three teams is going to win the East. And then, you know, the Heat and and the the Bulls will probably kind of hang around in there. Mm-hmm. You'll still see the Hawks shooting because they got some players. And, and and here's five teams that are trying to not win, you know. And there'll be one or two little surprises. But generally speaking, beginning of the season, you can name the four teams that will be playing in the semifinals of each conference. And also a lot of teams are tanking this year for Wembenyama, the French guy. And I've heard he's thinking he might not even bother coming out this year. <laughs> he's going to make a lot of money, though. Yeah. But, yeah, so the 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 Bucks roll out Crowder, Portis, Beauchamp, uh, Leonard, and Carter. Uh, Antetokounmpo, Thanasis, gets 28 minutes, plus a 14 points. Um, so, fine, you know, a fine game. Crowder gets uh, 13. We get Bobby, who didn't play the game before. Um, because neither of them mattered because the Bucks had already locked down the one seed. They were going to play nobody in these games. These games don't matter. And if the NBA was going to say things like, oh, you have to play starters for this, you know, everybody has to play this many games, this many games every year, or you can't be up for awards. What about this one? 
if if Giannis had to play this meaningless game to get an award because he'd already hit his quota, is that good for basketball? The answer is no. Yeah. But the problem is the NBA's regular season is a worthless joke, is super long, and you already know that half the teams aren't trying. And it isn't, you know, the big problem is there's value in not trying. So, mm-hmm. I mean, incentivize trying. There's, there's no reason to not try at this point. There's no reason to try if you're one of those bottom teams. There's no reason to try winning. Do you remember that one time, that one game this year, where Javon Carter dropped like 36? Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. And he hasn't gotten above like 20 since. No. But, I mean, like, this thing is like, yeah, you knew it was going to be the Celtics and the Bucks. One and yeah, two. Yeah. You didn't know which one was going to be one or two, but you knew that was one and two in this this conference. You, you knew the annoying Sixers fans were going to say, no matter what, Joel Embiid deserves MVP. Yeah. It is the most predictable league because, you know, there's five guys on the floor. You know the guys who are out there, and you already know the teams that were cutting salary in order to try to get down and, and get to the spots where they can pick up a draft pick and a big eight free agent next year so they can compete next year, but they're not going to try this year. Right, so it literally the NBA is the worst regular season to watch because half the teams are not trying. In the NHL, there are bad teams, but they're running four offensive lines out and three lines of defensemen, and every one of those guys is playing because they they aren't they aren't sitting there ditching everybody. Um, they're still pushing, and and you know what? They still win enough games to make it you know interesting and to screw up other teams' things. But it's like nobody predicted where this season was going to be. Nobody predicted the Buc- the Bruins win in 63. Nobody predicted any one player. Nobody could predict anything the Jets do ever. No, Not the you, New York you, Jets, the Winnipeg Jets. You cannot Jets. predict whether the Winnipeg Jets will win a game of hockey, no matter if it's against the worst team or the best team. Yeah, they can be playing Columbus. No they can idea. be playing the Bruins. You don't know what's going to happen. They could beat the Bruins <laughs> by five and lose to the Coyotes by seven. Yeah. Like it's... <laughs> but the NBA, you know what's going to happen most of the time. And if they're going to rest, you know what? That's actually... Better for your team. And if you're rooting for them to be there for your one game, I, I root for my team for the season. Even at the games I'm mm-hmm. at, if, if my guy isn't playing, I'll take a photo of him sitting on the bench. That's fine. Giannis wasn't at the game I went to this year. didn't bother me at all. Yeah. I, I could only really get to one game this year. It was part of a school trip thing that we did with my daughter. didn't bother me at all because – and they won that game too. <laughs> Uh, still went out there and beat the Pacers. But it's like, I don't know. I root for the team to, to win in the long run and to win and be better on the season and to win in the playoffs because that's the only thing that matters is second round of the playoffs onward. And I'm not counting the play-in games, which are the only thing that's going to happen this week, by the way. The Bucks won't play until Sunday because Tuesday and Wednesday there will be the, the, uh, the first round of the play-in games. So was it um, seven will play... 10 and 8 will play 9, I believe, right? And then I can't remember. I saw a thing on it. I didn't pay that much attention because the Bucks play like the 7 or something. I think it's the 7 plays 8. And the winner of that is the 7 seed. Who and play then, the Bucks, right? No, we'll play no, the winner of that one will play the Celtics. That's right, we play 8. We play yeah, the- I, yeah, this is we go through this every year because it's it's I don't like it. Aaron loves it. I'll say that cuz Aaron thinks it's a good idea. It keeps people interested in that because it actually makes that last team almost interesting. The only way to make this whole season interesting is put everybody in the playoffs. Except for that makes it almost less interesting because nobody even cares then because they're already in the playoffs. You're just playing 82 games for a seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. But 
32 or 20 teams out of 30 will be somewhere in a playoff now because they go down to 10. So I think seven and eight play each other. Winner was the seven seed. Eight will, or whoever loses that game will be playing to be the eight seed against whoever wins the nine, 10 matchup. All right. Um, I guess what we're hoping for is that the bulls win and then the bulls beat whoever loses the seven, eight game because we'd rather play yeah. the bulls because they're terrible. I'd love playing the Bulls. Because they're the worst team left playing basketball in the East right now. Maybe <laughs> the worst team left playing basketball. Uh, Maybe. They're up there. So, yeah. that's. I think it's kind of what we're hoping for. Aaron and I talked about that briefly last week, but that's my take at least. I'm I'm not going to watch them. No. Because <laughs> no, they're not getting my viewership. These are, they're, these are non-playoff teams trying to convince you that, that they should keep playing. And uh, the NBA is like, sure. Sure. Um, non-playoff teams still playing? Awesome. awesome. Great. We can make uh, six more games out of that, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Six games. All right. So, yeah, the Bucks don't play till Sunday. We don't even know who they play yet, uh, even though the season is over. So that's that's where we are. Uh, we don't really have anything much else to talk about. It's been terrible that way. Um, you know, we don't have we don't have football yet. So we don't have. We'll have some right. USFL next, <laughs> no, we're next not. weekend. We will, we'll watch it, but um, there's no. Wisconsin we're not really teams. talking about that on this podcast. Uh, but the other thing, I guess you could say, is there's spring ball going on now, but there won't be a spring game. There will be like a spring scrimmage type thing going on. But you know, they'll let you in and watch some practicing and such. And it sounds like they're having a good time. Um, there've been a lot of celebrations. There, I've some of the like stuff I've seen out of it looks good. Um, really emphasizing the quarterback play out of this team so far. It's a lot different than last year. So I'm really excited for this new Luke Fickle offense. It's going to be interesting. And, I mean, going out and picking up a couple other wide receivers that came in here, it's going to be a very different room. Um, And that quarterback room is stacked. Uh, It is nice, full of guys with arms. Um, Like throwing arms. I don't mean like just literal arms. Like I would hope that that all of our quarterbacks have – Right now, this Two is a arms. room. Josh and I are in a room of guys with arms. Yeah, we are bearing our arms. Yeah, there are four arms in this room, and four arms. And four. There's there a, are four forearms. And four arms. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's about all you can say for the Badgers is they are practicing right now, and that's as exciting as it gets. Um, Packers still have not traded Aaron Rodgers. <sighs> you got to take out him. Come on. Um. Apparently, OBJ ghosted the Jets. No, really? That's what I heard. No, OBJ has already signed with the Ravens. I know, but I heard he like ghosted them and then signed with the Ravens. Oh yeah, the, the talk was that he was going to, and now Rogers is going to be mad. I'm sure he'll say that on on McAfee. Pe- yeah, he'll be like, "I'm really upset actually with this organization for not trading me yet." But whatever, he can go. To his house in the hills. I don't care. I'm done with him. Yeah. I think we've said this enough. Just at this point, most people just want it to be done. But the teams don't want it to necessarily happen. The best part is there's a story put out today by SI that, hey, there's a guy on um, WFAN in New York who said that uh, he's heard that the deal is, if it doesn't happen the next day, it's not going to, if it doesn't happen before the the draft, it's not going to happen. It's dead. He has no sources. This is like the last year or the year before where they had a whole big story and everything about Rodgers, and it turned out that the source was Paul Allen. 
Like <laughs> the voice of the Vikings, who has no yeah. connections to any other organization, has no journalism degree or background. Like he's a guy who speaks into a microphone. He's a fan. He's literally a Vikings fan. That's all he, he is. He is just a fan. He didn't grow up as a Vikings fan, but he is a hundred percent a Vikings fan, which is fine for what they they enjoy out of him. But um, he he um he is a terrible. Uh, first off, source for news, actual news, because he he makes up a lot of things. He thinks Kaprizov is better than Connor McDavid. They did say that a lot, actually. They made a chant out of that. That was hilarious. That that alone should make you not credible. He made an actual chant on his show, which was Connor David is overrated, which is hilarious. Um, He's the best player in the NHL right now, and it's not particularly close. 157 points. No, but he could get there. He still has two games left, I think. (laughs) Sixth player ever to get 150 points in a season. First since like 95. He's overrated. Yeah, he's not a great hockey mind. Also not a great football mind. When I lived in the Twin Cities when Josh was young, he once said that uh, Brian Roberson uh, was going to be a multi-time Pro Bowler. He he went to exactly zero Pro Bowls. Exactly zero. Not good. He was a rotation-level pass rusher. Um, out of Texas, and he said, watching him in camp, he's like, he is, he's going to be a pro bowler, multi-time pro bowler. Uh, the only one he ever hit on that he made a statement on was that Adrian Peterson was going to be great, and like, well, okay, yeah. Anyone could have said that. We all knew Anyone his. said that. Everyone said that. The only concern anyone ever had with Adrian Peterson out of college was he got hurt a lot in college. He missed full, almost a full season one time. So, yeah, that was the only thing that kept him from possibly breaking the records. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, th- that w- that's hilarious. So the fact that they considered this guy at WFAN uh, New York is like, ooh, that seems like maybe a credible source. And then wrote an article on it. It's like, why? Why did- are we out of news? Just, I mean, and that's just true. Ladies and gentlemen, we are we are out of sports news. The WNBA draft is going on now. Um, you know, the the women's NCAA tournament is over. We don't have that story anymore either. Yeah, um, we're waiting on WNBA and. Whatever else, I don't know. We're gonna wait till for NHL playoffs, and that's what we've got. But we don't mm-hmm. in this state, the state that has I, I, more I, national championships than the University of Minnesota. Just saying. We're almost. We got it. I think we're gonna get one <laughs> soon. I really, really do. I'm tired of waiting. Um, but the other thing coming out is obviously like it seems entirely likely that what's happened is there is a deal in place because the Jets GM actually got up and said he's coming. Said it very confidently to a crowd. And they're just waiting f- till a draft for something? Yeah, it might be that there are a couple options available depending on how the draft board falls. Mm, so, in case they're yeah. like this, they want like one guy they can like get a first instead of like two seconds or something? Yeah. So, if it falls, maybe they're willing to trade 13 and 15 for each other, but maybe they're not. Maybe the second changes something else depending on how the board falls. So, it could change. It, it might be a draft that changes. When the drafts, when the Jets come up to the board in the draft, yeah, that's this, reasonable. That's this yeah. is what grownups do: is sometimes they make a decision <laughs> that is contingent on the situation when it matters, which is smart, <laughs> right? You say like, Oof, "Yeah, I'll make that deal with you," but I'm going to wait to see. Like, how does the dollar rebound tomorrow? If the dollar hits this, we'll do this. But if it doesn't get to this point, we're going to do this other thing. Mm-hmm. This also, is, there's so many right. question marks in this year's draft. You almost have to have a contingency plan because there's four quarterbacks where, which no one knows in what order they're going. 
And there's a bunch of safeties that don't belong in the first round, but some of them will go first round. Yes, there's one safety who belongs in the first round. There's yeah. one. Who's Antonio Tom. Johnson oh, okay. at A&M. We've watched him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom, Tom. Brian Branch is garbage. Uh, Next best safety is third round. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there will be two safeties almost for sure taking taken. Yeah, there, there's several out there. Just none of the none of the top end ones are guys who are particularly interesting and should wait. Um, and there'll be some tight ends taken in the first round for no reason and a running back or two. Who knows? Just no hopefully, reason. Hopefully B. John Robinson goes number one. Hopefully. She just never take running backs or tight ends in the first round. I hope I hope all of them go before us. Yeah. So everybody available. Yeah. Wait and get Laporta. But yeah, that's that's where we are in terms of all of this. And I know we don't have a lot here. Um, but this is this is where Aaron Aaron and I normally just swap war stories. Josh, you got any war stories? No, no, no. no I, I did not serve. <laughs> we'll get, we'll fix that for him, everybody. What? No. I'm gonna sneak him in there. <laughs> just wake up. <laughs> just, what happened? Yeah, we we'll get him to sign some papers at some point. <laughs> <and we'll> just... <laughs> You're gonna. <laughs> you could use some discipline. I'm just trying to say that. I guess that's where I'm going. It's like the the British people used to do to send people to America. Oh yeah. Just just get me drunk and then make me sign stuff. I wake up on on a plane. You you know why the British say cheers when they drink, right? No. This is one of the greatest stories in the, from the from England. Um, one of the things that would happen to get people into the British Navy because the British Navy is their biggest line of defense, being an island, and they needed sailors all the time. So sometimes they would send out recruiters who would go into bars and they would drop the king's coin, the king's pound, into your drink. And if you finished a drink and they saw the coin at the bottom, the king had bought your drink and you owed him service. And so you were then enlisted in the British Navy. <laughs> so what they started doing at these places is putting glass bottoms onto their tankards. So everybody would raise their glass so they could look at the bottom and see if there was a coin in it. <laughs> and if there is a coin, you set it down and you don't drink it and you walk away. It's the most British thing ever. <laughs> if you raise your glass and there's no coin at the bottom, you say, cheers. <laughs> and then you drink your drink. Wow. Very British. <laughs> So many things come out of the British Navy, like Son of a Gun. Mm-hmm. Is actually, I know this one. Yeah. The, you go tell it then. Oh, well, you put like the uh, um, the orphans, yeah, and then they'd put them in the guns so the Navy would take care of them. Yeah, or just unwanted children. You would just set them in the gunnels on the ships, and the Navy would adopt them, essentially. And because you were found by the cannon, you were the son of the gun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, all those fun little naval stories like that. <laughs> Go Army, beat Navy. Yeah, you should join the Navy and never work. Air Force, actually yeah, yeah. Space Force. Yeah, join Nick the Chair Ortiz. Force. That's what he says. Join the chair, the chair Force and just wake up at 10 o'clock, <laughs> walk over to the dining facility. Don't even drill? Yeah, just wear your cool soft shoes around. I don't know. Ride bicycles. I don't Sit know. in my nice chair. Yeah. That, that's my favorite story. I've told you this one, I'm sure. My yes. favorite story is the chair story. Uh and Aaron, Aaron wasn't with me on this deployment, but we had this Air Force, gosh, what was he, staff sergeant? And uh, he used to, he, we shared this uh, base defense operations center, this BDOC. And so he would come in. And of course, when we put together this joint BDOC, we had whatever stuff has been left over from every other, anybody we could ever find to scrounge up chairs. <laughs> uh, and tables we've made ourselves from wood we got to and whatever like that. They have brand new stuff, ordered brand new desks, brand new chairs. They they had to put in a TV because they can't have a base. Def- like Without a TV. They can't have an operations center without a television so that they could watch baseball, which was fine with me. 
Yeah, you, I was like, you were okay with it? Yeah, I was like, oh, cool. They put a TV for me. <laughs> but they had super nice comfy chairs, but they weren't there. They did not work 24 hours a day at their operations center. So I had an E5 who was running my um, my uh, quick reaction force, my QRF, who is now an investigator in uh, Wausau uh, with the Wausau PD. Cool. And uh, he's sitting there with us kind of talking, and he had rolled over one of those chairs and was sitting there. And this guy, the sergeant, walks in, looks over, sees his chair's not there, looks over my E5. He's like an E6. And so he's like, excuse me there, sergeant. That's my chair. He's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sorry, man. I didn't know. you. Nobody was here. I, you know, take your chair. He's really polite about it. Gave him his chair. He rolled it back. The next day, uh, Sergeant Stewart walks in. He's just like, oh, oh, shoot. I don't want to sit in this chair. I was like, hey, Stewart, you come sit in my chair. <laughs> you come sit in my chair. I'll sit in, your, in that chair. So I sit in the super comfy Air Force chair. Ooh. This E6 walks in, sees his chair's not there at his desk, looks over, sees the officer sitting in his chair, <laughs> slaps his hat against his leg, puts it back on, and walks right back out. He <laughs> he decided to not show up for work that day because he didn't have his chair. <laughs> he was so mad. He just... <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> he just went back. There. Does the Air Force have barracks? Uh, yeah, especially there because there's only so much in Kuwait. So, so he just went back to his... He went back to his room. He went back to his room. He was like, I'm so not, good. I'm done not doing it today. <laughs> not today. Sam. Most Air Force thing ever. <laughs> so great. He's so happy. <laughs> but anyhow, so we've got one more story. In. <laughs> we got one. In. We worked one in. Just to fill time for everybody. Uh, but anyhow, uh, we're going to wrap up the very little left that we have in what we lovingly call our last call. <laughs> Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right, we're going to start off with softball because the women's softball team at uh, UW continues to roll this week. Uh, They've won all three of their series against Big Ten opponents this week. They actually get a three-game sweep of Purdue in West Lafayette. They win 7-0, 7-0, and 5-1. In fact, they get a, sh- a uh, shutout. Um, with one of the second shutout there was a no hitter on April eighth. So looking very good. I mean, they're not a top ten team, and the Big Ten is not the the, the center of women's softball. What, which conferences? I'm not familiar. Uh, Oklahoma is the powerhouse of it's women's like the softball. Big Twelve. Yeah, the Big Twelve and SEC have more. I mean, they can play much earlier. They can play year round. Yeah. So they get a lot more of that. Um, so I mean, those are the, the power conferences. UW last or last year, no, two years ago. I'm sorry, uh, did beat Oklahoma in the uh, tournament, but it is a double elimination. So they beat them, got to move around, and then played them again and lost heavily. Oh. <laughs> so Oklahoma moved on, uh, but UW got one one you know stabbing at the the Giants because the Oklahoma is the power program of women's volleyball or softball. Pardon me, women's softball. They're not good at volleyball. But softball, they're very, very good. Now Wisconsin will play a game against DePaul. Uh, they got a doubleheader makeup on the 12th on Wednesday against the University of St. Thomas. Tommies. St. Thomas, they're D1 now for football, even though they're FCS. And hockey. Men's and women's hockey, they're D1. Good for them. And then they'll get uh, Northwestern and Minnesota after that. So a couple non-conference games here before heading back into the Big Ten. But that's where they are. As we all know, uh, UW doesn't have a baseball team, but uh, they do have a softball team, and they're doing pretty well. They do have a club baseball team, which I follow on Twitter. They're, they're okay for a club team. Uh, in terms of women's softball, though, right now Oshkosh 2-0 in conference. They are 21-1 and overall. Whitewater also 2-0. 21-1 is 
pretty good. Yeah, that's a that's a good setup there. Uh, Whitewater's fourteen and four, as is UWSP. Uh, overall, uh, the only games so far have been uh, Oshkosh Whitewater against Platteville Lacrosse. Lacrosse lost as well, so Platteville and Lacrosse are the zero and two teams. Everyone else has not played a conference game yet. Lacrosse zero and two in conference, but fourteen and nine overall. So that's you know UW Stout six and fifteen, but zero and zero in conference. Zero and zero in conference. Uh, going into the men's baseball for the WIAC, lacrosse currently on top of the conference at nine and three, but uh, Oshkosh and Whitewater are the two teams that are going to be likely pushing up there as well. They're both six and two, so they just haven't played as many games overall yet. Uh, Stevens Point also a perennial powerhouse in Division Three baseball, several time national champions. Uh, so they they're WIAC is great for baseball. Uh, in the last the Wisconsin CR- does have a lot of talent in baseball. A lot of baseball talent, uh, especially like hanging down in these groups. A lot of our talent obviously has to go to other states uh, playing there. But in the regional, the way they have rankings is regional rankings. Uh, so Region uh, Nine is where all the, all the WIAC schools are. Um, Whitewater is first in the region. Uh, Point is second. Loris, which is in Iowa, we've learned, is in third. Buena Vista in fourth. And then Bethel, Minnesota, is in fifth. And then Lacrosse and Oshkosh are sixth and seventh, followed by Coe College, the Cohawks. They send me a whole whole lot of stuff. <laughs> Coe College. Oh, yes. That's home of, uh, I forget his first name, but uh, I had a teacher in high school, Mr. Scrivseth. I forget what his first name was. but Probably Derek. Scrivseth seems like a very common name for Coe College. Um, Aren't they a liberal arts school? Probably. I don't, I don't know. know. But, yeah, then he... Um, he was from Iowa, went to Coe College, and uh, he was sometimes talk about one of his favorite t- uh, movies, which was Extreme Measures. And we're like, what now? The what? And they're like, God, what was that word? Measures. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he was fun. But yeah, that's, um, that's where we are. We've got uh, a little bit of baseball, softball going on here as well. Let's uh, see the, the lacrosse games coming up here, or well, the different games they've got. Uh, Stevens Point will be playing Whitewater. Rippon will be playing Oshkosh. Uh, Eau Claire will be playing Stout. And Lacrosse will be playing the Milwaukee School of Engineering. And then... I uh, bet that's mostly a boys' school. That's pretty Texas of you. That's terrible of you. I mean, so is Platteville. Well, Platteville's a... They're uh, also an engineering school. Generally speaking. We didn't have to say that, man. Come on. It's a terrible thing, and they should correct it because yeah, you know, women, yeah, women are actually better than math in most studies. Yeah, and actually, more women go to college than men. Like sixty percent to forty percent colleges are mostly women. So, yeah. so that's why I'm going to college. Yeah, you should you should because you can't work for a living. You just you'll just die. Yeah. So that's the, in softball though. Uh, so Milwaukee School of Engineering playing lacrosse. Saint Norbert and Eau Claire coming up. Then after that. Uh, on the baseball side, we've got Whitewater will be playing Ripon. Uh, Stevens Point will be taking on St. Norbert over in De Pere. Lacrosse will be taking on the St. Olaf Oles. I didn't make that up. That's actually their name. Yeah, that is. Normally, Aaron throws in the Cobbers everywhere, but they are, in fact, the Oles. Um, oh, Eau Claire will be playing the Hamlin Pipers. It looks like a little Pied Piper guy. He's a guy in a little hat. Is that what they actually are? Yeah, they're the Pipers. Oh, okay. I didn't make that up. I, I'm here. I am I am throwing out facts. This is what I do. Aaron Aaron is usually here to throw out just things he's 
Just whatever he, wants them whatever he thinks. Whatever he wants them to be called, that is what they should be called. He's probably right. And then they'll get back into uh, a lot more uh, starting April 15th. Next weekend, they will start getting into more of the conference plays. Eau Claire will look to play uh, Platteville. Uh, Oshkosh will play Stout. Whitewater will play Point. And we'll start moving down that way. But that's all I have. Josh, do you have a, anything else you want to add to this uh, incredibly short we on a week? I do not. Yeah, it's that kind of week, everybody. I'm sorry. Um, especially with the, I mean, the Bucks games do not merit being talked about this week because um, it was, it, they, they didn't they care about everybody. The, the, the Bucks didn't care about those games and neither should we. Yeah. Because they didn't matter. They were meaningless games. So that's all it is. So uh, thank you again for joining us for another wonderful week. Thank you to Josh for filling in as uh, Aaron is getting ready for some medical issues. And, uh, of course. Keep Aaron in our thoughts and prayers. No, he's happy Easter, everyone. It's not, yeah, it's it's not bad for Aaron. He's just he's just going into the doctor, so he's <laughs> he's got some examinations in the morning. That's all. So uh, anyhow, uh, we'd like you to know that, of course, you can follow this show at Scotty Jenny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. You can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk, and you can follow Josh at Josh Barn sixty six. Yes, boom, nailed it. You see that? Hit that. All fun, very fun follows. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, remember, whether you're on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.